to the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Botero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest for you. It is one of my mentees, and every semester or every year, you know, I take on, you know, one to three mentees where I really go above and beyond and making sure one-on-one that we create a strategy and making sure that they land their dream job. And this semester, I met Carla Santiago, which she's the special guest for today's podcast. And I'm excited to bring her on the podcast. She still has a couple years before she graduates because Carla did something very well and is what we're going to talk about today in the podcast. We're going to focus on how to get a mentor and we're going to have Carla talk about her personal story, which is amazing, on top of her experience on networking and how she was able to talk to me, talk to me into making her one of my mentees for the for the year. I guess not for the year, until she graduates and lands her job and then she can mentor me uh, <laughs> on, on a specific topic. But we'll get into her story. So without further ado, Carla Santiago. Carla, how are you today? Hello, hello. I'm very good. How are you yourself? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Carla, for the audience that doesn't know you, why don't you share a little bit about yourself um, that they might not know? Sure. So my name is Carla Santiago, uh, but I guess my brand at the College of Business is people know me as Carlo with a K. That in itself is a story. When I was a kid, people used to write my name with a C, and I said I was flabbergasted. I say never. And as a child, it just became a way for people to know that I was proud of my name. And as I got older, it sort of became my brand, which is you know I'm Carlo with a K. I'm crazy, genuine Carlo with a K. Um, and I guess a little bit about my story is I this is my second semester here at UCF. Uh, about a year ago, I uh, transferred over from Puerto Rico here to the University of Central Florida after Hurricane Maria. Um, and for a little, even a little bit more backstory, um, it's taken me a while to get here for a variety of reasons. I was a film student for three years, and then I realized <laughs> I'm gonna go hungry. So I became a marketing student. Then my university went on strike for three months. So I thought, <laughs> I'm not gonna have a degree. And then that got fixed. And then I went, everything's aligned, everything's going great. And then a hurricane hit my island. So after sort of overcoming so many obstacles in my life, I landed at UCF with. Uh, uh, sort of a, a dedication and a drive that I never had before to get as much experience as possible and exposure to what I want to do in my life. So that way I can sort of market myself as an ideal candidate and make the, myself the best person professionally and personally for any company that could ever want me. And so that led me to DSP, which let me, uh, DSP is Delta Sigma Pi, the professional business fraternity, which led me to Daniel. And now I'm here. So, Carla, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about how we met and kind of how our friendship or relationship started? Sure, yeah. So, um, one of the really great perks about Delta Sigma Pi is the fact that they have networking events um, every semester to help have their brothers or their members get exposed to companies. And there's something called the reverse career fair, where it's exactly what it sounds like. Instead of you coming up to a company and a table, um, you set up a table of all the different things that represents you best, and then the company comes to you. Now, Daniel being the fantastic district director that he is, he came 
came to that event to support the fellow undergraduate brothers, and that was the first time we actually talked. Um, I believe that the reason why he came to my table is because I had food there, and it doesn't matter what you're studying, food entices anybody, kind bars. Um, and I had a connect for, and um, he had heard of me because one of his mentees is one of a good, a good friend of mine. And so we started talking, and during the end of that conversation, he asked me for a really small favor, which was to get a, a Fledge Brothers uh, address. And out of like coincidence, she responded so quickly that I was able to get him the address in like a blink of an eye. And he was just impressed by that. So I feel like between me getting him the address really quickly and like the kind bars, he, I left an impact in his brain. And then uh, after that, I saw him at another event and I said, hi, hello, my name is Carla, remember? He was like, oh yeah, kind bars. And I'm like, huh. Um, and then, uh, you know, I asked him for a favor. And it was an interview for a class. And towards the end of an interview, I always like to ask, you know, what can I do better? And uh, Daniel gave me the very first piece of advice that he's given me as a mentor, which I've taken till this day, which was, you know, I thought you did great, but you should always end with, and what can I do for you? You know what I mean? You always want to end a conversation with what can you do for the person who's helping you? And that opened my brain in like so many directions, I can't even explain it. Um, and so since that day, I ended up, okay, so what can I do for you? And that sort of created a domino effect of us continuously helping each other with different kinds of favors until one day we were at a restaurant and I cautiously sat next to him to a group of people. Yeah, this is my, I looked at Daniel, my mentor, Daniel. And Daniel went, yeah, yeah. And I went, woo, okay, he's my mentor, cool. And so now he's stuck with me. Well, Carla, I think this is really funny how you explain the story and how you share in your perspective. Um, I do remember the first time we met, which was at the reverse career fair, but one thing that, um, that did attract me more than the food was the Connect Four. And if anybody that knows me <laughs> knows, I love Connect Four. It is my favorite, uh, one of my favorite board games. And the problem is that no one really wants to play with me. So when I found Carla having a Connect Four, it was really cool. But um, regardless on that, the reason why um, I think that you did such a good job is that a lot of things that you did, whether you did it on purpose or you didn't, goes on what I talk about when it comes to networking and finding a mentor. And it's the five things that you need to do to build a strong network. And you, you, do, you did most of them. And so because of that, and you're just genuinely a great person. And so it came across um, like that from the beginning. And that's a big reason why I decided to use like, you know what, I I have no problem spending more time talking to Carla because I know that she's someone that's going to take that advice and run with it. And so I spoke about my networking philosophy in earlier episodes, but I'll quickly go over that um, again. You know, there's five things on what you can do to increase your network, which will lead for you to get mentors is number one, start with what's in it for them. A good networking it's about providing value to them first. It's like a bank account. You need to deposit money before you can ever withdraw. And Carla did that. So if you talk about, if you listen go back to what she was saying, I needed the address of a student to send them a thank you card. But I didn't know her address. And Carla was able to do that rather quickly. And so she provided value to me first. On top of that, she provided value when she gave me a kind bar. She provided value when... She played me in Connect Four. So you, those little things add up. Those are all deposits. Whether she knew it or not, she was deposited into the bank account. The second thing was, the second thing on my list is only, at, only receive something when you need it. 
a lot of times when you're networking or you do something for someone, the first thing that that person will do is, what can I do for you? Well, when Carla did things for me and I asked things to Carla, she wasn't quick to jump to ask me for the world, you know? She didn't, she actually didn't say, yeah, I need this from you or I need help from you. Actually, it wasn't into another event that we ran into each other again that we talked and then it wasn't until the, thir the third time that we spoke that she ever asked me for anything, you know, that she ever asked me for advice or, or anything that really took a lot of effort from me, um, which leads me to the third point, which is staying top of mind. And Carla did a good job at staying top of mind, but not being annoying, right? So there's a fine balance of making sure that she, she stays top of mind, that she will be engaging in, in my LinkedIn or social media, but not being annoying and calling and texting to, to a very annoying state. And then the fourth point is position yourself as a trusted advisor. And so a lot of times I think this is a point where students might struggle and say, how can I as a student be a trusted advisor for a professional or somebody who's already in a way successful? And that's where I challenge you to be creative because some people might look like they have their whole life figured out, but not all areas of their life are figured out. Or there are some areas where a student might be, might be more of a subject matter expert than others. So given, Carla has been is very good with engagement within UCF. Like she is really she has a lot of friendships in her short time at UCF. So whenever I'm looking to get perspective of this a student's perspectives, I can send Carla a survey and she can go and send it out to five, six people and I can get the results I need to be able to make this better decisions for my business. And so she's providing value to me and she's positioning herself as a trusted advisor where she can get me feedback on how students are thinking. And the last point, number five, which is very similar to number two, but is don't take more than you need. And I never feel that Carla is taking more than she needs. You know, she, she asks us for advice, but never to, never, she's never overextending her welcome. And so, um, Carla, that is, that's how I looked at it. That's, that's my perspective on it. So what do you think on all that? So I, I think that's completely spot on. And I think it wasn't until I had the opportunity to build this relationship with you because you are my quote unquote, I guess, first, again, quote unquote, formal mentorship. Um, because going into sort of a college environment, uh, someone that was already on your podcast, Dr. Basaya, um, who is a mentor to you, who is a mentor to many people, something that sh I heard from her before I ever met you was, you know, a mentorship, people go into looking for a mentor like you're filling out an application for a job. Like you think you are going to have to go to, to glass doors and find the best ratings on a mentor in order to get yeah. one. Um, and it wasn't until I had my experience with you where I realized, oh, this is what she meant. Because there was never a moment where I had to fill out a, uh, can I have Daniel Otero as a mentor for him? It was simply me building a relationship because, yes, your mentor is a valued individual in your life because they are bringing you an amount of value and advice and experience that you otherwise wouldn't have. And you are to be grateful for that, or at least I am constantly, because I know he's such a busy person that I can't believe I'm lucky enough to build a friendship and a relationship with him because that's what a mentor is. 
your mentor is still a human being, you know what I mean? Which is why you never take more. You don't ever take more than you need from a friend. You always check, hey, how can I help my friend? Um, You always, it's just being a kind individual who's keeping others in your mind first before yourself. That's how you just build a relationship. So I think you taught me that early on and that's something that I'm going to carry on for the rest of my life, period. Well, I appreciate it. And I I, want to add a little bit to that when you were talking about what Dr. Messiah shares about mentorship. You're right. And a lot of students think that mentorship, somebody, you need to ask somebody to be their mentor. And you don't need to do that. And a lot of times you don't need a title of mentor-mentee for it to be a mentorship relationship. Mm -hmm. And really, everybody that you talk to is in some way or another your mentor. Mm -hmm. You're learning from your friends. You're learning from your surrender. You're learning from your parents. Your parents are your mentors. Your friends are your mentors. Your professors are your mentors. So it's it's a funny way like that when people say mentors or get mentors, you already have mentors. Everybody has mentors. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why I use the word mentoring a lot on the podcast is just so it's easy to explain what it is. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day... Is surrounding yourself with people who are, have the best interest, your best interest in mind. People who are giving you advice. People that are, have achieved goals that you're trying to achieve so that you can have a smoother path to it. And I think, Carla, you're doing a great job uh, at doing that. So I definitely want to commend you for doing that. Thank you. I want to dive into also a little bit more about your story as a student so far. I know you, you, you talked about you moving from... Puerto Rico to Orlando, but I kind of want to dive into um, your story, you know, and we're still building, you're, you're in the middle of your, sto- your story when it relates to your college story. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit how you decided to go into uh, your first major, which is not marketing, and then <laughs> why did you decide to switch? So let's start from the beginning. <laughs> Of course, yeah. So uh, I was a film major for three years because I have a very creative background. Uh, I worked in theater my entire life as a stage manager, which is basically just a manager but for theatrical productions, and I absolutely loved it. Um, And for more backstory, both of my parents actually work in marketing, so I grew up in that environment my entire life, and I always found my entire life that I liked marketing, that I I felt like I was good in marketing because I grew up in it, not because I liked it. So I said, I'm not going to go with the status quo of my family. I'm going to be a film major because obviously as you progress in your life, you learn what you really, what your real interests are and who you really are. That's just a part of growing up. And so um, I was in my film major. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I realized I didn't love it when every single weekend I would see my friends who were in the film department go out and try to make any project. They try to make a short film or a commercial, anything to build a portfolio. And I just did not have the passion for it. I did not want to do it. And there was one day when I had a friend who was in marketing. She wanted to um, join AMA, actually the American Marketing Association back home. And she said, and she's really shy. And she said, I'm not. (laughs) And she says, Carla, can you go talk to them for me to find out where their meeting is? And I went, okay, of course, yeah. And so I talked and I got excited as I was talking to them. And I said, okay, I need to go to this meeting for myself. And, And what I hadn't done in three years in the film department, go out there and try to make something of myself um, for film, I ended up doing in 15 minutes in that first meeting for AMA because they were talking about putting up some sort of booth or an event for the College of Business back home in Puerto Rico. And I got so excited in front of this group of strangers. I stood up and I started talking to everybody from all my ideas. And, I, and something clicked in my brain in that moment. And I went, oh, 
this is what I like. I don't like marketing because I think I'm going to, I like it because I like it. You know what I mean? So that's how I decided going to marketing, which is a moment. It's an aha moment that I feel like a lot of people search for in their life when they don't know what they want to do. I was fortunate enough to have one, but it's something that I feel like a lot of people sort of have in a not so direct way. So don't worry about that. And then obviously after Hurricane Maria, um, the reason I ended up at UCF was actually because I had applied before just to have a plan B while um, my university was on strike for about three months at the University of Puerto Rico. And so I didn't decide actually to move to UCF. My mother decided. My mother woke up one Wednesday. She said, I'm going to check if you can finish your semester at UCF. And that Wednesday afternoon, she went into my room and she said, you're going to Florida. You're getting on a plane on Sunday. And so I have to thank my mother. My mother's the woman that I want to be. My mother's my role model, my other mentor in so many ways. But I have to thank her yet again because if it wasn't for her saying, you are leaving, then I wouldn't have gone to UCF with the conviction and dedication that I did to get involved because I'm 22. And so that doesn't sound old for some people. And for other people, I'm about ancient. I'm about roughly the same age as a dinosaur. I get that. (laughs) Um, and so I felt that too. I said, no one's ever going to hire me because I'm going to graduate when I'm 24. So I said, if I'm going to have already a debility or something or a, or a, a, a less, a minus in my portfolio of life, when I go out to try to get a job, then it's my responsibility to arm myself with as much experience as possible. So then companies could say, yeah, she's a bit older, but look at everything she's done. So I went and I basically threw myself into like four clubs. Um, and I happened upon DSP. Uh, Delta Sigma Pi, and um, I can't tell you how grateful I am to have gotten the experience to sort of just join this fraternity because through through having that conviction, that dedication to build myself up, build up those experiences, I can honestly say that my life, the trajectory that my life is going to have now is 1000% completely dedicated to this one supposed disaster in my life. This disaster became the best and biggest opportunity in my life that led me to Daniel and everything else. So, so Carla, your story is awesome. And what you've gone from, you know, being a theater major, from realizing that marketing is actually what you're passionate about. I kind of want to dive a little bit into your plan from where you are now until you graduate. And, and then where do you see yourself five and 10 years from now? So we'll start now. So you graduate in how many semesters? I graduate in five semesters, so I graduate spring 2021, which is education terms in uh, regular human being terms, that's uh, May of 2021, um, and currently I'm striving, I'm, I'm a marketing major with a very high interest in sales, um, some of my SMART goals, as you'd say, or attainable goals that I want for my future is um, to get into a professional selling program over at UCF. Uh, my current, I have a current sales internship in the technology industry because that's my industry of choice. And so I landed another sales internship in the summer of another technology company. And uh, I'm currently striving to get another internship for my last summer because my big end goal, end goal company is uh, Google. So, which is a high aspiration to have, but it's something that through the struggles and uh, all the obstacles I've been able to overcome, I know for certain that by putting in the work, the networking skills that I've been taught by mentors like Daniel, and really striving to be the best professional I can be, it's something I can definitely achieve. 
So it's safe to say that right now, you graduate in about two years from now, two and a half years from now, mm -hmm. your dream job would be to go into sales for Google. Yes. And so you have a very clear vision of what that looks like and what are the steps that you need to take to be able to get your job at Google. And from the people who've listened to all the episodes of the podcast, we actually had somebody who worked at Google in the sales department come share what it takes to get a job at Google and how hard it is to get a job on Google. But Carla's already doing the right things, right? She's already getting that experience needed to get into Google. She's already networked with people who work on Google, have heard from them specifically what are the things that she needs to work on and to help her stand out. And so that's fantastic. And, and I really look forward to being able to bring you back on the podcast two and a half years from now when you tell us that you've accepted the job at Google. So do I. <laughs> Crossing all of my fingers and working hard. That's, that's the recipe for success. And sparkles. <laughs> I love it. Well, Carla, if there was one thing that you would want students to take away from this conversation, what would you want it to be? I guess I have one thing in terms of the two topics that we discussed. Um, when it comes to networking, the one thing I want students to take away is I was one of you before Daniel. Uh, I understand how daunting it could seem, the concept of acquiring a mentor. But throughout, besides taking the steps that Daniel has mentioned in mind and really, you know, analyzing it and, and thinking, you know, what do they mean and what do they mean to me when building a relationship with someone? At the end of the day, just remember it's exactly that. You're, you're building a relationship with someone. Um, there are very few steps that are different between getting a mentor and trying to build a good friendship with someone or a good relationship with someone. That's what you're doing at the end of the day. So if you feel like getting a mentor is a daunting task, just remember, what would you like someone to do for you if they wanted to be friends with you, if they wanted something from you? You know, just, just have the reciprocal actions in your brain to provide for the other person. Um, and when it comes to aspiring to, to achieve what you want in life, uh, as someone who's out to overcome a lot of obstacles, when you face obstacles in your life, don't see them as obstacles. Yes, they, they suck. That's the, that's the very uh, rats group, rats, uh, grassroots way of saying it. It's not a fun time. But what, what obstacles have taught me is that they're just murky opportunity. They're just opportunities who sort of hurt for a little while in the beginning and then become the absolute best thing that could happen to you. So strive to strive to be in a murky opportunity because the only thing that's going to do is help propel your own life and your future forward and it's going to help you become the best version of yourself possible. So, you know, if I could do it, I'm just a little girl from Puerto Rico. <laughs> you can too. <laughs> Carla, I think you said it perfectly. Um, that makes... I hope that makes sense to the students and understand that getting a mentor, it's just as simple as you get in building a friendship. It, it really just is a friendship and it's like the golden rule, treat others like you want to be treated. So treat your mentor how you want to be treated, provide value to them, you know, stay top of mind and you'll see that you'll build up those relationships, you know, where it's mutually beneficial. Right, And it could be beneficial for the mentor's point of view just because it is rewarding to give back. And that's okay too. So guys, I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Uh, Carla, from the bottom of my heart, I am very grateful to have met you and to continue to build our relationship. 
and I look forward to seeing you continue to succeed and land your dream job because I am confident that you will. And for the audience out there, I see you guys on the next episode. If you've listened thus far to this episode of the podcast, you absolutely rock. But now I need your help. Please make sure you subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you so much and talk to you soon.